someone you are about to encounter something that will change your life forever tonight. If you believe it, shout your loudest amen. Amen. Tonight I speak on a subject. And tonight's our communion service, and I want you to passionately desire something from the Lord. Desire something from the Lord. Through the, 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 the administration of the communion. Because the communion is we dining with the Lord. And I'm not sure. But if you dine with the Lord, your life will remain desire something from the Lord tonight. Tonight I speak on a subject, passion, your greatest ingredients in serving the Lord. Passion, your greatest ingredients. Or you can term it your passion, your greatest ingredients in serving the Lord. Or you can do my passion, my greatest ingredients in serving the Lord. The world is filled with people who are passionate about one thing or the other. Man was created with an instinct for accomplishment. And that instinct causes us to always desire to do something in one way or the other, whether good or bad, for ourselves or for someone. It's an instinct. Because when the Lord created man, he made man like himself. He gave us something inside us which is called passion. And that passion is used to do something, to accomplish something. So God created man with an instinct for accomplishment. And that instinct is what is there as passion. Everyone is passionate about one thing or the other. Everyone is passionate about something that's the reason why we are always moving about trying to achieve something. Some of us are passionate about our religion. Some of us are passionate about our ethnicity. Some of us are passionate about football. Some of us are passionate about fashion. So anytime something hits your passion, it becomes a problem or you easily defend it because you are passionate about the thing. That passion was created in you by God because God is a passionate God. That's why the Bible says that His love filleth not. He is a passionate God. He has passion. So man has a desire to always get something. That is a passion. The reason why you sleep and you wake up and you want to, you go about your duties is because you have a certain passion for something. The reason why I will not sleep and I'll be praying uh, in the night is because I have a passion for something. Why will you go to school? Because you have a passion for something. Without passion, man is useless. Nothing can be accomplished without passion. Passion is a major ingredient and a major force that God gave to man. It is the instinct for accomplishment. But when man fell, when Adam fell short the glory of the Lord, 
the devil took advantage of this passion and now began to tilt our passion which the Lord created in us. So in the, in the, in the garden, anytime God appears, it was very automatic that Adam had a passion for God, so he was always yearning to be with God. I'm sure that if Adam didn't have a passion, if God had came there one or two or three times, he would have left. Because anything you are not passionate about, you, are, you don't welcome it. Like myself, there are some things I'm not passionate about, so when you mean to discuss with me, I don't give attention to them. Hallelujah. So God was always glad in coming to the garden because he saw that Adam was passionate about him. It was something he placed into Adam. But when Adam fell, that passion disappeared. For God disappeared. Not the passion disappeared, but the passion for God disappeared. And now his passion was tilted towards other things. So now the devil took advantage of our passion and introduced some things to distract us, to divert our attention towards something. Man began to have passion for fame, passion for, for, for reverence, passion for, 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 for some things which were passion for even death. Where Cain was able to kill his brother. Passion for sin, passion for homosexuality, passion for sodomy, passion for dangerous things. Just to redirect our passion so that he can use us because man with passion can do anything. He saw that man, we have seen so many creations, the creation of gun, the creation of territories, how that the the devil is using man to accomplish a lot of evil things. A man can stay there and say that no, I want to just change my status as, uh, as my sex organ. Then, then that person will cause men to research and bring out how to change a man into a woman with hormones and injections of hormones and, and surgery. It is a passion that God gave to us. But the fall of Adam gave the devil the chance to now redirect our passion towards other things. And by so doing, we became a very good instrument for the devil. He used us for his own things. Give something to a man and he will change it into something either profitable or disastrous. Man's nature cannot stay at one place for a time or cannot hold something without changing its form. Because of the passion of accomplishment or the instinct that God gave to us. So when God created the world, he gave to us and man now formed it. He gave the animals to us. Man now began, began to name them because we always want to accomplish something. It is something God placed in us. And one dangerous thing that the devil is capitalizing on in the, in the end time is man's spirituality. Man was made a spirit being, but when we lost our spirit, our spiritual essence, I put it, our spiritual well-being, that is God being with us, we lost it. And now, 
man began to search. We are now searching for that spiritual essence. What makes me valuable? Upon all the accomplishments, yesterday we have a hunger for something supernatural. That's why when the magician stands at a place, he's able to control the crowd for crowd to come around because they see something supernatural. Children of God, by, by way of, 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 of teaching, I will tell you that until the church of God begins to move in the supernatural, until the church of God becomes relevant in feeding the hunger of spirituality in man, the church is irrelevant. That's why when Jesus came, he began to teach the men the essence, spiritual essence. Where the dead are raised, the demon possessed are delivered, where things are turned upside down for man. Where he, 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 he did something which was supernatural for man to know that yes, there is something that we should crave for. Everyone here has a desire for a supernatural thing. I'm telling you, if I stand here right now and I call fire from nowhere, everybody will be excited and everybody wants to know how it happened. Because it is supernatural. When a sick is healed, when a demon possessed is delivered, it is supernatural. So they begin to attract man. Because man lost his spirituality. So what does passion mean? Passion is a strong desire. A strong desire. A strong desire. Passion is what, what I call dangerous love. You love the thing to the extent that you can't control yourself. Sometimes because the devil wants to, to, to divert us, he makes us fall in love dangerously. Passionately. That sometimes a woman can kill himself because of a man. A man broke his heart. A man can kill himself because a woman broke his heart. Passion. Passionately. Dangerous love for something. I call it an unquenchable test and hunger. It is unquenchable. Nothing can quench it. Nothing can quench it. I call it addiction. An addiction. You are so addicted to the thing that you can't, you can't control yourself when you don't have it. Some of us are so addicted to things which are not godly. Like football. That even if it is his last Kobo, he will send it to go and watch football. Some women are so addicted to fashion that even if he does not eat and is able to make up, he's fine. Some people also are so addicted to, they have passion for food that when even you try them to fast from 8 to 10, it's a problem. I know somebody he has never fasted in his life. He has passion for food. I call it a burning fire inside. A burning fire inside. Or an uncontrollable zeal. Jesus was filled with this passion. And his passion was towards the house of God. Said the zeal of thy house consume the zeal of God's house consumed him. He had a passion.
compassion for God. This is a nature in God. It is something which is in God and was impacted into us. God is very passionate about you and I. God has a, an uncontrollable zeal for man. He has an, an unquenchable desire, hunger and thirst for man. Ha. He has a strong desire for man. He has a dangerous love for man. God has an unquenchable thirst and hunger. He is so addicted to man that he cannot let man go. So he said, in, the, in, in, in one parable, Jesus said, if a shepherd has a hundred sheep and one of them go astray, he will leave the ninety-nine and go for the one. And when he sees him, he is more happier than all the ninety-nine. It is an uncontrollable passion for men. Bible said in the book of John chapter 3 verse 16, for God so loved. The soul means that he is passionately in love, dangerously in love with man. That he gave us his only begotten son. Something that was so, you know, it takes passion to give away something which is very dear to you. Without passion, you cannot give out your, 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 your begotten. Without passion, you can't give out your begotten. It takes passion to let go of something that you love. Something because your passion surpasses. Abraham was so passionate about God that when God told him that give your Isaac, he never thought about it. He didn't even consider it to discuss with Sarah. Passion. Passion. It is our major ingredient in serving God. Because God placed that thing in us so that we can serve him well. Without passion, man is irrelevant. It is only a dead man who has no passion. It's only a dead man. He has passion for nothing. But so far as you have life, there is some amount of passion in you. And that passion is either serving God or serving other things. No passion is still. No passion is still. It is a strong desire to achieve something. One day, a man rose up and he had an uncontrollable passion for evil. His name was Hitler. He said that he has been called to terminate the people of Israel, the people of God. So with that passion, he started executing the Israelites one after the other. He called something the Holocaust. He killed over 6 million Israelites. He put them into an oven and burned them like bread. He gathers them and puts them into an oven and he burns them. Oh, goodness. Some people have passion to kill and they don't care. They are called murderers. Some religions have passion for evil. And when they slaughter people, they don't care. It is a passion that's inside them. They can't control it. Tonight, I pray that somebody get catch the passion for the house of God. Somebody catch the passion to serve the Lord. Because that's your reasonable sacrifice. Or your reasonable service. The passion. So passionate about God. That nothing moves him. One thing is that if you have passion about something. When even you hear somebody talking about it. You are moved 
with something inside you to get closer to find out. That's why I cannot stay without being in God's house. I have a passion for God's house. The reason why Jesus ah, couldn't stay a day without God in God's presence is that Bible said he went into the synagogue and we asked that his custom was. It was his custom. Every time, whenever there is a synagogue, you see Jesus there. And when he came to the house of God and started beating the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they remembered that it is written that the zeal of that house consumed him. It was a zeal and a passion for God that nobody could control. It is only the passion of God that causes man, God, to use man to, use, to do extraordinary things. Without passion, God can never use you to do anything. I'm praying for the church of God that will be filled with the passion for the supernatural, that will be filled with the passion for signs and wonders, that will be filled with the passion ah, to change the whole world, a passion to save dying souls. An uncontrollable zeal. Bible says, whilst we were yet sinners, Christ came to die for us because of his uncontrollable love for humanity. If a man is not passionate about kicking the devil out, the devil will continue to be there. Until you are angry with holy passion to get healed, you can never be healed. You can only get the results from God's word when you are passionate about it. I've seen it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God placed enough this passion so that we can save him. But let me tell you the good news. After the devil using our passion to accomplish, it got to a time that God said, I'll return to man. For man to now begin to have to relate to me again. And begin to tilt their passion towards me. The Bible said when a man accepts Christ, He's a new creature. All things are passed away. All his passions are for the deadly, for the evil things are passed away. Now he comes to Christ. And he comes into the kingdom of light. Now his passion becomes relevant. It becomes relevant in God's house. It becomes, it has meaning. He says that. Let me tell you. That his passion and life now finds a real purpose. Paul a man called Saul had a passion. And his passion was that he wanted to kill the people of, 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 of Christ. He was so tenacious and, 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 and full of anger to terminate Christianity and cause the Judaism, the religion he knew to stand. Like what the Boko Harams and the, and the other Islamic sects are doing. They are trying to eliminate Christianity. Let me tell you this. When a man is filled with passion for something, nothing can stop you. It takes an encounter of the Lord to change that man. It takes his own creator to reveal himself to him. That's why people who are passionate about some things are dangerous. Somebody can be passionate about football and they can fight and kill themselves. Look at the issue in Ghana here on the May 9th. Because of football and because of bad officiating, they got angry and they killed themselves. 
When a man is passionate about religion, nothing can stop him. They can slaughter. You see how they, 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 some of the Islamists said slaughter people. They kill them because they think that they, yes, is the best. And they are passionate about it. They don't care. I pray that the Lord will give us a passion for him that we will stand for him at all times. What can cause a man to say that though he slays me, yet will I trust him? What can cause a man to say that they loved on their life even unto death? What can cause a man to say that Father forgive them? For they know not what they are doing. It is a passion for something extraordinary. When your child gets a passion for something dangerous, you are in trouble. I pray that uh, as Christ has come into our lives, our passion will be redirected towards him in the name of Jesus. Like in the days of Adam, when the passion of Adam was solely for God, and God was coming to him at all times, I pray that that day return to the church. That the church of God and the people of God will have passion for God in the name of Jesus. I want you to lift up your voice and pray that God, give me passion for you. Give me the zeal for you. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Give me the zeal for you, Lord. Uncontrollable desire for you, Lord. Mikaraba Saba Lalabalaba Hanakalabalabo Sabrandi Karatalabahaba Lord let us be filled with a dangerous passion an uncontrollable love Lord an unquenchable desire an unquenchable Lord test and hunger for you Lord Marakatabalaba Lift up your voice and pray the prayer Lift up your voice Alalalala Usaya Me Dadadadao Saba Karadabangalabasaya Iko Karadadadadai Kabaladadao Prada in the name of Jesus. Can you take your seat? Somebody like Peter. Peter was so passionate about fishing. And was so passionate about business. And he was flourishing in his business. That when the Lord called him. God said. I will make you a fisher of men. God knew that his passion for fishing. Could not be changed. Somebody tonight. By the time we are through with this service. Your passion will be redirected towards God in the name of Jesus. He said. And his passion was redirected towards saving our souls. When we read the book of Psalm 42, verse 1 to 3. That as the, as the heart pants after the waters of brooks. So, my, so panted my soul after thee, O Lord. My soul tested for God. For the living God, when shall I come and appear before him? My tears have been my meat or my food day and night. While they continuously say unto me, where is thy God? The person of David was one. Always yearning to know God. Until you have a passion for God. Your service is meaningless before him. Hallelujah. Our passion makes us relevant in God's house. Everything around us as a child of God seeks to either destroy your passion for God or distract you or 
redirect your passion towards another thing. The devil knows that your passion for God is your fire and it is your weapon towards him. He is eager seeking. Now everything around us seeks to divert our attention from God. Some of us, our work seeks to divert our attention from God. Every reasonable person who knows will know this. That if you are spending just only 100 even or 200 years on this earth and you are spending eternity in heaven, why will you spend all your energy on these 200 years than the 1,000 years you are going to spend? Does that make sense? But why is it that now the devil has been able to persuade us to put our passion to something which is temporary than something which is permanent? People of God, everything around us, our televisions, our friends, our families, anytime they see that you have a passion for God, they begin to ascribe you names as mockery. They, they, they laugh at you to scorn. Hey, Osofo. Then they will give you shortcut names, Osofo. Hey, said the one in tower and Hey, it's of mommy. Hey, they begin to give you ascribe names to you to to just dampen your spirit to save God. To just dampen your heart towards God. When they hear you always listening to gospel music, well dressed, they begin to give you names just to dampen your spirit. Anytime you serve God in your family and you are, your level of service. Or your level of passion of God goes higher. Now, everything around you begins to fight you. The reason why Ghana, we are enjoying all this because Christianity is at a low level. Look at those times when Francis Amwako and the rest stood up and they were mentioning the name of Jesus and they were crusading all around. Look at how persecution came against them. And he was even killed. The church of God when Peter was just, in the, they were in the upper room alone, minding their own business, nobody came after them. When they began to explode in their passion for God, and now they, were, they were redirected their passion towards God, that began to have persecution. They were being killed everywhere. But this passion led them that they loved not their life unto them. Everything around us fights us. The devil seeks to fight you, sometimes he brings diseases and sicknesses on you so that it can dampen your passion for God because the dead cannot praise God. The sick cannot praise God. How can you be sick? And you cannot dance when you are sick on a sick bed. That's why men and women of God, we need to rise up with a passion in us and say, devil, we are tired of your attack. Someone came to me yesterday. One day, now he has, he is becoming, he wasn't a church person, so he wasn't having a problem in the family. When he began to go, to, now every day be in church. And now, his passion, he began to love God reading the Bible. Now his old husband, now told him, you love church too much. Why are you always talking about church in, and the God, 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 God? Meanwhile, 
His own husband said that I have seen a change in you. You are now a good woman. Are you a good woman? But the thing that brought good to you, I don't want you to. Isn't that the devil? I've never seen a Christian whose life has not changed. If you are a Christian and there has not been a change in your wardrobe, there has not been a change in your life, there has not been even a change around your, your, your speech, around your friendship, then you are not a Christian yet. If you are a Christian, there is a change, great change since I met God. There must be a great change and a vivid and infallible proof that you are a changed person. Of God. You cannot serve God and no change. Those who knew me before know that I have changed. There's no iota of doubt that I have changed. If you are a Christian and you are so meddling around with the same friends, then you don't have a passion for God. How can you be on fire and your friend is water? Won't you quench? When you become a Christian, even hey, your, the songs on your phones in each I know a man. You know what he did? He became a Christian said, I know my weakness. If I have an Android phone or a better phone, it will worry me. He crashed his phone and went to buy a yam so that he cannot put phone or even pictures on it. I know a man who became a Christian and he deleted all his Facebook account, all his WhatsApp account. I cannot be on Facebook. Because it's a social mess. I know myself when I get there. What I can do. I know there are some Christians who when they became Christians, because of their passion for God, they, their number, they, they stopped using their old number. Because they wanted to serve God. If you were a Christian, it doesn't influence anything about you. Then you're not a Christian yet. There must be an infallible change. Now, yes, I am changed. I cannot be a Christian. Someone was a Christian and he was serving in a, in, in, in a, in a casino. He came to our church one of the days. I told you, on 31st, said, you cannot serve God and still serve in a casino. It's an insult to Christianity. It's an insult to Jesus. If Jesus cannot take care of you, then die. He listened to my word and went to resign. In three days' time, he got a job because he made your passion for God determines your height in Christ. Jesus was passionate. There are some things me. When I wasn't a Christian, I had a passion. Even from Jesus down there to destroy Ezra. It was a burning passion in me. I told my headmaster, headmistress, and all my teachers that me, I will destroy Ezra. It was burning in me. I will destroy Ezra. They called my, my parents. My father told them. That is his passion. Leave him. Wow. They began, to have, they began to have prayer meetings for me. Deliverance services. But they saw that I had a demon. 
when they were praying for me, I was laughing. I used to laugh at them. I had a great passion. But I tell you, when the Lord touched me, the same thing that I was preaching against, I now began to preach for. Now, I'm sure that my, the intercession of my headmistress and the team, God showed me mercy. Now, I am sur- you'll be very much surprised. I think one of these days, I must go and visit her. Madam Harris! I'm a changed person. Hallelujah. People of God, we must come to terms with Christ. That our passion for God will surpass every other passion. Because the devil is using our passions. And destroying our passions. And redirecting our passions. How can a child of God tell me that something is going on in town so he must go and leave God's house? And leave the service of God for other things. Logically, as I said, how can you spend all your time on a temporal thing when a permanent thing is waiting for you? Lift up your right hand. Say, Jesus, Jesus. help me. me. Holy Spirit, Spirit. create in me your passion passion. in Jesus' name. The devil seeks to distract you, divert your passion towards other things as he succeeded with Adam. Why? Because anytime your passion increases for God, your power also increases for God. Your passion is power. How can a metal be in a magnetic field? It will not have contact with magnet or become a, becomes a magnet. How? How can you meddle with the sun and will not be dirty? Anytime that the devil knows that your passion is your fire. He knows that your passion is your power. So anytime he sees you becoming passionate about God, he sees you becoming powerful. So he needs to check you. That's why everybody who is passionate about God, he attacks. Anybody who is passionate about ah, when Peter was a fisherman, he never had any attack, though he was rich. When Peter was even following Jesus, he cut off the ears of someone he was not caught into prison. When the young girl scared him, he even mentioned that you are part. It was even something I think about it. So the soldiers, when Jesus was passing through town, didn't people see that Peter was following him? They said that little boy. But they never thought, they never, they never, they never did anything to him. Never did anything. But when the Holy Ghost came upon him and his passion was redirected towards God. And say that, men of Galilee, the Jesus who slew is risen. When he became bold about his passion for Jesus, his power level increased. The devil said, no, let me put this one to check. Now they began to attack him. He went to prison. 
He went to prison because of just declaring his passion. The devil knows that when you are passion, you are passionate about Jesus, you are powerful and you are dangerous to him. Your passion is your ingredient in serving God. The reason why I cannot die because I have a passion to live for Jesus. He said, I will not die, I will live to declare the goodness of the Lord. I am living to declare the goodness. The day I choose not to declare the goodness of the Lord is my end. My life has come to an end. I am I'm living because my love is set towards him. Something to one. Verse 16. Because his love is set towards me, sister, for the 14. Sister, he said, long life will I satisfy me because his love is set towards me. When you have an uncontrollable passion for Jesus, nothing gives you. When you are passionate about you are a dangerous weapon for God. Hey, your passion is your fire. Jeremiah said, it burns in me like fire. Our God is what? A consuming fire. So when it's burning, it's a consuming fire which is burning you. You spit fire. Imagine if your blood is fire. If everything inside you is fire. How can a dragon spit water? He spits fire. So every word you speak is a bomb to the enemy. It's a blast to the devil. So he becomes angry at you. Today I pray that your passion will rise and your fire level will rise. That you will be a terror in the camp of the enemy. And you will raid the enemy's camp in the name of Jesus. Anytime you are on fire, the devil seeks to attack. He needs to put you in church. He knew that Adam was up to the attention of Adam, the passion of Adam, towards the fruit, not towards God. Always. This is how he does it. He directs your attention to material things and irrelevant things, like work. Hey, there are some things which are in, not in heaven. Your eternity, you are not going to spend your, your time working in heaven, doing carpentry work or doing what work. In eternity, you are not going to marry. He distracts you with marriage. In eternity, you don't have children. He distracts you with children. In eternity, has, it is not there. It's not there. He distracts you with money. Everybody is chasing after money. One of the times when I was on fire for God, the devil appeared to me in a dream of the night and he told me, that I should stop mentioning the name of Jesus for, 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 for 30 seconds or so. I remember the time he said, and he will give me, that I've been called a preacher, he will make me famous, he will make me great. You know, I, my passion for God is so strong to the extent that even when I'm not even in control of myself, myself knows, and the devil knows, that he cannot take it away. I told him in the dream, I said, no! I will not stop praying in the name of Jesus. And I said, in the name of Jesus in the dream again. You cannot take that name away from me. I'm so passionate about the name. I don't care about what you think. I don't care about what the world thinks. I don't even care about what my family thinks. When I was, became a Christian, sometimes I was sent out of the house. I was, they go to a time, they 
My parents told me that if I enter church again, I shouldn't call them my parents again. Ha! Your child didn't go to smoke. Your child didn't chase women. He's going to church. And you know that he's going to church. He said, if you enter church again, don't call me your. I saw that that was a devil. Because no sane person, no man in his right state of mind will say that. It's only the devil who is foolish. But nothing stopped me. Sometimes I would jump the wall. Some people were jumping walls to go and meet girlfriends. Me, I was jumping wall to go and meet my lover, Jesus. People of God. So I am what I am because of the grace of God. And because I am, Paul said, what can separate me from the love of God? What can separate me? Nothing. I'm on fire for him. I am on fire for him. People of God. We must get to that time moment because in this end time, the devil has released all his energy to get us out of our passion for God. Because he knows when he kills your passion, you have nothing. When he kills your passion, you have nothing. When he's able to get your passion from God out, you are a dead man to him. So he's he's throwing all his arrows People of God. Now, if you if you look at Christianity, and especially in Ghana, the passion of the church of God for soul winning is even gone. Nobody is going out there to chase souls and take the devil out to hell. Anytime you move there and save someone, you are sending that demon in that person back to hell. The devil doesn't want to be in hell. I'm telling you, he himself is afraid of hell. So, so when, when Jesus, John God asked him in the book of Job, where have you been there? He said, I'm to and fro on this earth. Ah, my hell was created for you. Why haven't you been there? He said, ah, my God, you know now. You know that place is no good for us. I'm to and fro. Just distracting men. Bible knows that his end has come. People of God, unto your passion for God, outweighs every other passion you have. You are not on fire for God yet. You are not on fire for God yet. That's what the Bible said in the book of Matthew 6, verse 33. Seek you first the kingdom. Let your passion, your priority become the kingdom. Then you can be relevant. I'm praying for just even 12 people in this. Just 12 people to catch the fire of God tonight. To be on a flame for Jesus. Ah, who can change the world and call the devil and tell the devil that devil, your place is hell, not on this earth. Go back to where you came from. Yeah, the world will be at peace. The world will be at peace. I told someone, I, mean, I know that I'm going to lead war one day. Going to lead war one day because the devil is raising his arsenals towards the children of God. We must also raise. Because when God called me, 
He told me in the book of Ezekiel chapter 37, raise me an army. Raise me an army from dry bones. I'm, no, I'm raising an army from dry bones. From dry bones. From dry bones we are raising armies. For this is the army of the house of Israel. And armies do not stand, they fight. When in this world, the devil is trying to put fear into us. Sometimes, they will slaughter people and they will show it on TV. Just to put fear into you. That you are passing for God. That sometimes you doubt your God. That even, does God even exist? If God exists, why is this thing happening? When you place sickness on people. And you doubt that. Does God, God even exist? Where is our God? We need people to be passionate about God. And tell the devil that devil, you need to get out. That's why God said, and these signs are followed and that believe in my name. Anybody that believes in God and have the Holy Spirit cannot sit down for the devil to be there. He shall cast out devils. He shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. He shall put the sane back from the place of insanity. How many of us are passionate to cast out devils? Everybody is so comfortable in this place. No fire. No passion for change. But this passion was, <laughs> was placed not by God from the beginning. And the devil is tilting our passion towards other things. Towards women. Towards the things of the world. Towards fashion. Towards work. Towards other things. People of God, we need to rise up. And have our passion for God back. When you have passion for God, you might danger to the enemy. Let's have your right hand. Say, Father, tonight, ignite in me your fire, your passion. My Father, ignite in me tonight, your fire, your passion. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Just sit down and lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Kara, Brandasa. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Say la 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 la. Shayaka. Mada da 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 da. Para para tabahasa. Mikosa kadaga In the name of Jesus. Sit down. Your passion for God attracts God to you. God is never attracted to anything. He's not attracted to anybody. He's attracted to those who are passionate about him. David said, my soul pants after you. My soul has an unquenchable desire, an unquenchable test, an unquenchable hunger for you. My soul has a dangerous love for you. Where will I appear in your presence? When will I appear in your presence? Anybody who has a passion for God, attracts God. That's why he said that. I am telling you, go ye, preach, and I will be with you. God is never with anybody, but he is with those who are on the move for him. The Holy Ghost, and anointing is given to people who are on the move for God. Not people who will sit down. The moment you sit down, your passion dies. You on the move. I serve God's interest. So I'm his ambassador. 
Whose interest do you serve? You serve, you serve money interest. You are an ambassador of money. You serve the devil's interest. You are an ambassador of the devil. That's why I said, nothing in me should ever please the devil. Not even my dressing. That's why I'm passionate about children of God who call themselves Christians and they dress anyhow. You are a tool for the devil. You are an ambassador of the devil. The devil is using you to achieve his aim. You are portraying seduction and turning people to hell when we are casting people from hell. You are my enemy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let the devil not have anything in you. Then you become dangerous. God is attracted to those who are passionate about him. Now we have gotten to a point in Christianity where my, my, my father and the Lord will say that we are taking church or God to be a supermarket. Where when we need him we come and we get what we want and we leave. Nobody has a sense of responsibility or a passion for any, any supermarket. He goes there, check, chop, uh, or shop right. He needs something, he goes and buy and goes. Anytime he needs a thing, he comes back. Nobody has a passion for God's house again. God is not a supermarket. Church is not a supermarket. Where you come and buy and go. Even when you are coming, how much do you even have? You didn't even have any, or also didn't have money. When they come to God, they come and tell you, they know that it's just, they are treating God as market. When they come to tell you, yeah, it was given to you for free, so give it for free. Which market sells for free? That's the reason why now, now men of God are charging you. They will charge you because you are treating as a market. Hallelujah. People of God, thank you, Holy Spirit. At our end, I want to tell you this. It is the Holy Spirit, it is only Him who ignites in us the passion for God. It is only Him. Romans chapter 5, verse 5 says, and hope maketh no shame, because the love of God is shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit which is given to us. People of God, without the Holy Spirit, there's no way you can have a passion for God. Peter was Peter when he encountered the Holy Spirit. Fire ignited. He's the spirit of fire. Paul encountered the Holy Spirit. Fire ignited. Let me tell you one story. When I tell you your fire is your power, I'm telling you a story. When I became born again, I was just three months born again when I had my Holy Ghost baptism. One day in my room, I was just listening to a radio program. They were praying in tongues. Gala, gala, gala. I thank God. I have been in church of Pentecost. The one thing that even marvels me was a small girl at the age of 10. I saw her pray. She took 
took turns like this. Yes. An eldest daughter said, God, if this is true, Lord, I am, I am in dying need of it. In that room, I just prayed a simple prayer. My, I didn't even finish praying. And I, and a hand came up on me. I was shaking. I started praying. My, I couldn't control. I held my tongue like this. My mouth. Still, I couldn't stop. The whole night I was praying. I couldn't talk in normal language for the whole night. I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. As I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I don't know how, how, how I got to know, but I just knew that the one I, I mean I heard from somewhere. And they said witches fly on Fridays. Friday night. One Friday night. I stood up. As young as I was in Christianity. About three months. About three months. Said in the name of Jesus. Tonight. No witch is flying. On, the, on this Friday. No witch. Is flying in this area. Because of me. If indeed. I have received power. Pray that prayer. Three months old Christian. At night, around one o'clock, two o'clock, bears were hitting my windows. Do you know crow? And then what's the other name? Kwakwalu. Were hitting my windows. Pepper, pepper, pepper. I was very scared. So my windows were closed. Around 4 o'clock, because the urinary was not in the room, so I had to walk out. I went out to go and urinate. I saw over 50 crows on my compound that night. 50 crows on my compound. More than 50 crows on my compound. They came to have a cell meeting in my house. If I will not make them fly, they will have the meeting in my house. You have the meeting. When they saw me pa, 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 at four o'clock, what are crows doing in my house? Then I believe that Jesus is Lord. Indeed, when you have a passion for God, the fire is out. One of the night, my grandmother was always reporting me that every time I sleep, my light is always up in my room. Ah, old lady, how do you know? You sleep in your room. I sleep in my room. How do you know my light is up? You even sleep before me. He reported me to everybody in the family. I mean, when I sleep, my light is up. I mean, I have eye problem. Always my light is up. Oh. <laughs> that time, I was, I, was an, um, I, was, I was on fire. Nobody could stop me. Even that church couldn't stop me. When church even decided to stop, they couldn't stop me. Every time you see me walking for distance from like community 2 to community 4 to go and pray on the field. Because in my area there was no field. It was only one place that you had a field. Every night, what was pushing me was passion for God. That time I was very young. I was very, very young. So those who knew me before knew that one day, even if God has not called me yet, you call me now. 
or that passion is extraordinary. God will only give his power to people who are passionate for him. Today, I pray that your passion will rise. I, I pray your passion will rise. And your power level will increase in the name of Jesus. How can we get in touch with this fire? With this passion? We need fellowship. Fellowship with people on fire. Because a wood, when it's put on fire, also catches fire. Even water comes into contact with fire and his dynamics change. If it's cold, it becomes hot. When you come into contact with fire, you are on fire. No, you can't put a metal in a magnetic field and not turn it into a magnet. But take a fire out and put it out. Take a fire, a wood, a firewood, put some fire out and put it alone somewhere. It will die. Fellowship with the brethren on fire. That's what I would say. Do not forsake the gathering of the saints. Prayer and fasting. In fastings and in prayer also. Fasting and prayer will put you on fire. Encounter with the word of God. Word of God. Study day and night. It has fire. The Bible says, Is thy word not fire? Is thy word not hammer? It ignites bah, something inside of you. I can tell you boldly my secret. My secret in all the things I do is the fellowship and the word of God. Something I don't joke with. You can take all the things I have, but you can't take these two away from me. You know, sometimes I go to places where I have I have no my, my, my Bible not on me. The word of God is already here. So I begin to meditate on it. I have, that's why I cram the word of God in my head. You know why I cram it? Because there will come a time. That I may not have access to the raw Bible. It might be here. When, when the devil met Jesus, the Bible, the scroll wasn't there. It was here. If I'm able to cramp for finance into this head, I'm able to cramp mathematics here. I'm able to cramp. How many, how many of you remember this book, Obiba JK? This story, nobody can anybody. Class 4 textbook. You know, you still remember. So, why can't you remember the Bible? Because you have not given it a priority. Word of God and prayer. That's all that I have. Fellowship with the Word of God and prayer. These four things, if you do them, you keep your fire burning. 